Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery, and Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Marks Panneth LLP. Ranked among the top three forensic accounting firms in New York by the New York Law Journal for the sixth year in a row. Visit MarksPanneth.com. Let's go over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call with Bloomberg's Bill Maloney. Bill? Good afternoon, Catherine. Main U.S. averages are trading around their best levels. Dow is currently higher by 116 points. SBs gained 15 and NASDAQ rises 39. The small cap 600 gains 3 points and the U.S. 10 yield jumps to 1.86%. Nine out of 10 SB sectors are higher led by gains in consumer discretionary, consumer staples and the financials. Small losses in energy. Dow Transports rise 59. Nasdaq Biotech's gained 10. And the VIX is down 5.7%. Dow leaders included Microsoft, Home Depot, and Goldman Sachs. Boeing, IBM, and Pfizer led to the downside. When resorts gained as much as 7%, food service company Cisco gained 5% after its results, while Seagate fell another 6%, falling Friday's 19% decline. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Catherine? Thank you, Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type SQUAK on your terminal. Crude oil is falling for a second day as Iraq's exports approached a record high in April, and that's adding barrels to a worldwide supply glut. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down $1.13 a barrel, 2.5% trading at 44.79. Spot gold up $2.10 an ounce to 12.92.60. And the 10-year Treasury down 8.30 seconds with a yield of 1.86%. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Halliburton, Baker Hughes calling off their $28 billion merger. Let's find out why. Stuart Glickman, Director and Equity Research Analyst for S&P Capital IQ, joins us now. Stuart, thank you very much for being with us. So what really sure. turned this off the rails? Was it the regulatory environment or is it more likely, I, I shouldn't prejudge it, is it the price of oil? So it's, it's a couple of reasons. I think from the get-go, this merger was going to come under intense scrutiny from the Department of Justice because we were talking about a prospective merger involving the number two and number three players in oil services. So that's that's going to raise that's going to get um, some eyebrows raised just on its face. And I think I think what kind of made it even harder to get through uh, was the deteriorating situation involving industry economics. It's you know at the time that this deal was announced, this was in call it November of 2014. Yeah, it was seventy bucks. It was seventy bucks for a barrel of oil. No, even right. more than that, I believe. Yeah, it was above. It was seventy five. Higher, exactly. It was it was in the mid 70s when this deal was announced, and I think it was intended to be kind of a defensive move against, you know, weakness in crude prices. But I don't think anybody anticipated that crude was going to drop, um, you know, down to the $30 range. Uh, even though it's recovered slightly since then, and we're, we're looking at around $45 a barrel now, um, there's just an awful lot of excess capacity when prices fall that far. But having said that, wouldn't it make sense to buy these assets when there is turbulence and the asset values have declined rather than waiting for a rebound in oil prices? 
Um, so, you know, that, that, it's an interesting theory. I, I think the problem for a lot of players is that even though, you know, price, stock prices have come down and so assets can be had for cheaper than they otherwise would be, um, on a forward valuation basis, a lot of stocks still don't look cheap. Um, you have you have the entire industry really trading above historical multiples. Uh, that's true for Halliburton. It's true for Baker Hughes, um, and it's even true for some of the industry behemoths like like Schlumberger. Now Baker Hughes is what going to get a three and a half billion dollar breakup fee. That's right. So they're going to get exactly. They're going to get three and a half billion dollars, and they've they've already outlined some of what they plan to do. Uh, they're going to buy back their own shares to the tune of about one point five billion, which I calculate that makes up maybe seven percent of their shares outstanding. Uh, they're going to reduce their debt by about a billion. Um, they already have a relatively low net debt to capital ratio, so I think it, it kind of bolsters their balance sheet a little bit in the near term while they fight through this this, this fundamental weakness like everyone is. Um, but then they also have to do other things beyond that. They have to uh, undertake another round of, of cost cuts because while this merger was pending, both Baker Hughes and Halliburton really sidestep a lot of cost cuts because you're just not sure exactly where you're going to cut and how uh, until it gets completed. And I think with this off the table, you're going to see a lot more of that. Stock of uh, Baker Hughes is down 2.5% today. Is Baker Hughes a stock you want to buy? Um, I have a hold opinion on the stock. I think, you know, as, as a defensive play, um, it has some things going for it, like the fact that its net debt to capital ratio is relatively low. So near term, they can probably um, tread water along with, you know, others in the industry. I think the challenges that they have that, that um, make it less compelling and, and not a, a buy opinion, in my, in, in my view, is – uh, you know they have they have organizational challenges. They have to decide which products and services they would like to be focused on and which ones they don't. They right now they they sort of are, are trying to be all things to all people um, for the most part, and I think they're planning on being a little more streamlined and a little more focused than they are at the moment. How about Halliburton shares of Halliburton though? They're higher today. What is going on there? Because the the deal is off. They're up two and a half percent. Yeah, the market didn't like the deal for the most part since it since it began. I think they're trading up as a um, buyers looking like uh, th- thinking that they kind of sidestepped the landmine. Um, but I'm I'm not I'm not buying this rally. Uh, I'm not in favor of Halliburton at the moment. I have a sell opinion on Hal. Uh, I think that the challenges that present in North America are going to continue. Uh, through 2016 and into 2017, and um, that's their that's their cornerstone. That's that's really the heart of their franchise is North America. Uh, the one name within oil services that I still like is Schlumberger, and that's because they're more internationally focused. Tell us about Schlumberger because uh, they seem to have gone the cost cutting route a lot faster than many of their competitors. Yeah, I mean, uh, Halliburton and Schlumberger have both done cost cuts to some degree, but I think Schlumberger was a little bit more um, extensive with that. Um, they haven't had the distraction of this pending merger to deal with. Uh, they are m- much more internationally focused. And so uh, the upstream the upstream players that are cutting spending, they're doing more of that cutting in North America than they are international. Thank you very much. Stuart Glickman is Director and Equity Research Analyst for S&P Capital IQ. Speaking about Halliburton and Baker Hughes, they're calling off their $28 billion merger. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. 
Coming up on Taking Stock, a look at Puerto Rico. It's going to default on $422 million from its government development bank in a bond payment. What's next for the Commonwealth?